Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. We are listening to Market View right now where we take a look at how Singapore markets close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors to watch. Now, first, a quick recap of how we started. Uh, Singapore shares actually fell today following Singapore's budget announcement uh, just a day ago. Now, if you recall, the latest budget focused on positioning Singapore for future economic and social growth and Budget 2023 set aside top-ups for businesses, wages and household relief schemes this year. Corporate tax regime also been adjusted, similarly higher taxes, top-end taxes for properties and cars. So back to the Singapore stock market. Uh, it fell 0.3% in early trade to 3,307.37 million securities changed hands. And let's take a look at the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed down 1.13% at 3,280 points. In terms of value turnover, we're looking at 1.14 billion sing dollars. Gainers trail losers 216 versus 341. Top advances for today, Hopa, IFAS and Codlife. And top decliners for today, UOB, DBS and Jardine CNC. Now the fintech sector making news today. DBS Holdings reporting an uptick in Bitcoin trading volume. Fintech platform iFast announcing 82% decrease in net profit. Lots to watch and we are joined by Jeff Ng, Senior Currency Analyst, MUFG on the line. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me back. Well, lots to digest, Jeff. How did the STI fare today uh, as uh, investors sort of uh, look at the slew of measures announced at Budget 2023? Yeah, I think if you look at the, uh, the past few weeks' uh, momentum in terms of the, the STI, I think there has been uh, some downside move. And I believe that uh, you know that has been more impacted uh, by the higher for longer US interest rate outlook, which is also directly mm. correlating with the higher for longer uh, Singapore interest rate outlook, uh, which is going to be uh, impactful for you know, a lot of the financing for, for companies. I think overall, we saw that the budget 2023 was uh, slightly supportive of uh, private consumption. Yeah. I think overall, it will help to support uh, you know, and, and, and boost you know, in this uh, cost of living issue. Uh, but perhaps uh, for the time being, I, I think it didn't impact so much fundamentally in terms of the finance, industrial and the real estate REITs uh, sector that much in terms of how the outlook will be over the next five years. So I think it was relatively neutral for the STI. Mm. And you mentioned about REITs and the property sector as well. I do want to take a look at that because uh, there will be higher stamp duty rates for higher value properties. How do you think that would affect the sector though? You, you said muted impact. Why is that the case? Yeah, I, I think in terms of the residential property market, of course, there could be some more impact. But I think in terms of uh, the, the constituents of the STI, perhaps they are more of uh, other subsectors like commercial, industrials, mm. and hospitality. But I think if we just zoom into, say, the uh, residential, which is what the stamp duty is uh, looking at, I think overall, look, uh, the, the impact could be uh, to reduce the divergence between the top-end segments and the bottom-end segments. Because when you are taxing more, uh, some of those uh, uh, properties that are, that are based at a higher end, it does uh, limit some of the demand. But at the same time, you're also providing some support to uh, some of the first-time uh, BTO purchasers. So yeah, I, I think it does suggest that you know going forward, uh, we will still likely see the, the continued stability for the property market uh, in the private residential or the residential space uh, due to the fact that uh, the government wants to continue to uh, to ensure that the property market is uh, more for uh, mm. you know home staying rather than for investments. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Jeff Ng, senior currency analyst at MUFG. 
And uh, Jeff, today we are seeing some developments within the fintech industry. iFast reporting a decrease in net profit due to its exit from its onshore Indian platform business. But at the same time, we have DBS saying that it's seen an uptick in Bitcoin trading volume on its digital exchange last year. How do you think Singapore's fintech industry is holding up amid the ongoing crypto winter then? Well, I think comparatively, it is still relatively vibrant because I think there was a report over the past few weeks uh, that showed that Singapore was the second most attractive of uh, nine Southeast mm. Asia and South Asia con- countries and just behind India in, 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 uh, in this space, in the fintech space. And I think it looks uh, you know, promising from the investment uh, perspective as well as in terms of the, the, the fundraising. Uh, but I think the, the concern was perhaps on the profitability given that perhaps uh, here is a more mature market compared to others that are more emerging. I think overall, uh, what we do anticipate uh, for the fintech industry is that, you know, as Singapore continues to pivot towards the next generation, this will continue to be relevant uh, for the economy as well as uh, for uh, the, the, the entire in- industry itself. So, uh, yeah, so I think uh, it's still looking okay, even though, of course, uh, the, the crypto mm. uh, currency space is uh, seeing some uh, downsides and maybe some stability after uh, the, the previous volatility, the, the, the previous high, and then now at uh, relatively low levels compared to the, the record high previously. Right. And Jeff, let's take a look at what's happening around the world. Uh, we do have that January US CPI report out last night, and it seems fairly mixed, slightly higher than what was expected. What do you think this really means for the king dollar? Yeah, I think for the US inflation number, it came in roughly, roughly within expectations. Mm. Uh, but I think it also did show that, uh, you know, the interest, uh, the inflation numbers are, are relatively high. And I, I think the, the concern is that with inflation continuing to, to look high, uh, and uh, I think markets are now taking a half and empty approach, thinking about the potentially more rate hikes uh, that will uh, come. I think uh, that has, uh, in fact, caused uh, some near-term uh, dollar strength, uh, especially on uh, some of the currencies like the, the yen, which has uh, retreated against uh, the US dollar. Uh, I think overall, the, the Fed does have to look into you know uh, the, both the employment numbers as well as the inflation numbers. And since both came out uh, you know, uh, fairly strongly, uh, and a lot of the Fed speakers have continued to talk about more rate hikes again, I think that could still mean that uh, the dollar may still some periods uh, may still see some periods of strength between now and uh, the first half of the year. Right, and just very quickly before we let you go, Jeff. Uh, speaking of a rising dollar, what does this mean for Asian central banks as they try to you know build up their foreign reserve to counter the stronger greenback? And who is best positioned to defend their currency? Uh, Bloomberg reports suggest India. What are your thoughts? Well, I think you know in terms of uh, how the the, the Stronger dollar mean it means that some of the currencies that have benefited so far this year from the the, the risk rally, I think that has uh, been uh, some some reversals like the ringgit, the Thai baht has uh, weakened quite uh, significantly after uh, uh, gaining in uh, January, and at the same time, I think uh, we anticipate that some central banks may take differing you know measures in mm. order to to counter the stronger dollar. So currencies like the, the peso could be supported by their central bank's commitment mm. uh, to use FX reserves to stabilize. But uh, like the Indian rupee may, may may be underperforming because of the fact that, uh, like what you mentioned, you know India is mm. uh, rebuilding the charge, uh, re- rebuilding the FX uh, stockpile. So maybe not likely to intervene so much in the FX markets. All right. Thank you very much, Jeff. That was Jeff Ng, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.